Having reached historic length, the great partial shutdown of 2019 has no end in sight. Still, a Democratic senator was able to get a promise from President Trump to sign the bill guaranteeing federal employees would get paid once appropriations are restored. Virginia Senator Tim Kaine joins me now in studio with What's Next. Senator, good to have you here. Tom, good to be with you. Thanks. So what comes next now? Well, look, I mean, the, the, the shutdown has now set history as the longest in the, in the United States. And as everybody knows, on Friday the 11th, 800,000 people started missing paychecks. And, and just for the non-federal folks listening, when you miss a paycheck, it's not that you don't get a stub or a check. You get one with zero written in the amount, which is like a psychological gut punch when you get it and there's zero there. Um, Mark Warner and I had a session with federal employees in Alexandria on Friday to hear their stories. We've been going to the floor. We had a talkathon last week about the stories of people affected, 800,000 workers, but millions of Americans, people taking their kids to the park or a museum. Um, if you are applying for food stamps, 95% of the workforce that process food stamp applications have been furloughed. The Coast Guard that interdicts drugs, the thing the president talked about in his address are either furloughed or most are deemed essential, but they're working without pay. So here's what's going on. Pressure is building to reopen. The The House has voted to reopen government. In the Senate, all 47 Democrats want to. Five Republicans have now split from their leader and said we should reopen government. And the pressure is building now that people are missing paychecks. So should the president go ahead with that emergency order and look to the Coast Guard or look to the uh Military construction funds, the MILCON accounts, mm-hmm. which are actually, I think, in VA and outside of the DOD's direct control. What would that do to the bills now pending that the House has passed and so on? My my perception is that the president's talking about the National Emergency Declaration is essentially an acknowledgement that Congress, even a Republican Senate, Senate doesn't want to do this. They want to reopen government and they're not with me on the wall. And so if he if he declares the national emergency – uh, and then tries to use funds, either emergency relief funds or military construction funds. I think that's the signal then to reopen government. And then we'll have a separate discussion about whether it's an appropriate use of these emergency powers and whether it's a good idea to take dollars from you know, their current uses and divert them to this. But we can – that's the kind of debate we should be having, not, you know, should we keep parks shuttered? Should we uh, have federal employees furloughed? And I just wanted to ask an aside question because this is a question I hear a lot from government employees that I know that are furloughed and just from people that live in this town. And that is, is there any discussion on actual immigration policy? We have a rough idea of what the president's immigration policy is, but I don't think people have a clear idea of what the Democrats' policy would be. What what should it look like? Sure, Tom. Let me just do some recent history on that. Democrats, including myself, have voted over and over and over again for border security money in in the the dollar amounts that the president wants and even more. We just want it to be done right. And we also want immigration reform. So just as an example, last February, eight Democrats and eight Republicans in the Senate at the president's urging, he said, put a bill together, get it on my desk and I'll sign it. We put together a bill that we called, Mr. President, can you take yes for an answer? $25 billion in border security over 10 years and protect dreamers, both of which he said he would support. 
But when we presented that bill to him, he didn't just say, I want to renegotiate. He blew up the entire negotiation. You saw last week, Lindsey Graham tried to get a bunch of Republicans together to, to, to reconstitute that deal, to try to give the president the border security money he wants, knowing that 46 out of 49 Democrats voted for a deal like that just last February. The president blew up the negotiations and told the Republicans, I'm not interested. I just want my money. Look. The Article One branch is an Article One branch. He may not be used to negotiating with a peer, but the Article One branch doesn't just play mother may I. We are willing to invest in border security, but it's not just a matter of him demanding something and saying, I'm going to punish, you know, 800,000 federal workers in the public until I get what I want. That's not the way this works. We're speaking with Virginia Democratic Senator Tim Kaine. And looking ahead, we're only eight months from the end of the 2019 fiscal year. Is there any green shoots of discussions for a 2020 budget when sequestration could potentially rear its ugly head again? Sequestration could kick back in on October 1 if we don't do our work. Now, we, we actually, within the body, we did very good work on the appropriations bills this year. And it's only been this presidential threat that has created the shutdown of these nine agencies. But we're already starting to work on budgetary matters for next year. And we have a couple of fiscal deadlines. We got to get out of the shutdown. We will have a debt ceiling discussion That's in March, sometimes right? in March. And then we need to make sure that we do appropriations bills that get us over the threat of sequester and budget caps. Having, having, found a path forward to get over the budget caps and sequester for essentially 18 months, I don't think Congress wants to revert back to them. I know the president doesn't. I don't know really many people who do. So I feel like we will be able to find our way forward. But but look, we're going to have to get out of this one first. I do think this week is critical because more and more people – uh, more and more Republicans are joining Democrats and wanting to reopen government in the Senate. The House is already on board. So by the end of this week, I think we I, I my gut tells me will be open, whether that's because the Senate finally says enough. We're going to put that bill on the president's desk or whether he uses the national emergency. I'm not sure. But at the very minimum, the one good thing out of all of this, as people are missing paychecks, is last week in the Senate, instead of adjourning on Thursday, I objected to the adjournment. I said, we shouldn't object when people are getting hit and people are getting hurt. And so, and I have the power, any senator does, saying we're not going to adjourn. We can keep us in all weekend. The Republican majority started to then negotiate with us. Okay, well, we don't want to be in over the weekend. What would you take? I said, let us come in on Friday to talk on Miss Paycheck Day about how painful this is and agree with us on our back pay bill. Ben Cardin had Senate Bill 24. I was a co-sponsor. It's a bill that guarantees back pay for federal employees for this or future shutdowns. And federal employees, including those District of Columbia folks that are essential, essentially federal employees, um, to Leader McConnell's credit, he surveyed his team. They agreed that we would pass by unanimous consent the guaranteed back pay bill. We did that last Thursday. The House has now passed, and that kind of a, a guarantee is to provide some relief to the anxiety that people are feeling. And a couple of questions about those that occupy the canyons of Fairfax and Loudoun all the yeah. way to Norfolk, and that, of course, is federal contractors. Right. Would the Senate at least maybe back an idea of contractors can get back pay through administrative means right. if the agency agrees? Right. But it would probably help if the Congress weighed in on that issue. Yes, yes. And not just con- not just janitorial and landscaping, but what about all those contractors doing software development, higher level work that's more costly? Right. There's the, the contracting community is very significant and everything from high tech to the people, the, the largely low paid workers are doing janitorial 
and 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 uh, you know maintenance work who really can't afford to miss paychecks. And and often when we give back pay to federal workers, but the contractors don't get the back pay. So Senators Brown, Tina Smith, Warner, and I are working on a bill for contractors. But you make a really good point, Tom. The administration can do this by an administrative order, an equitable adjustment of contracts because of that. And uh, we've written letters encouraging them to think about that when we open to try to do that. And we're also going to pursue a legislative remedy or even just a resolution encouraging the administration to take this step. And zooming out back to the bigger picture for 2020 and the debt ceiling with a Democratic House and a still Republican Senate, could there be major disagreements, especially with sequestration looming over the defense budget? And could we be in some kind of an even deeper impasse next year? Well, it's possible, but I I also am always – look, I'm always looking on the bright side. That's one of the things that Mark Warner hates about me, Um, my good friend Mark Warner. Uh, Sometimes divided government in Congress – is actually how you really get stuff done. Okay, well, each side has one house, so you need to get some of the things you want, and we need to get some of the things we want. And so it, it it can be a setup where you can find real compromise. And I'm always in that group of senators that's trying to find the compromises in the middle, especially in the Senate, because you generally need 60 votes to legislate. Neither party has 60, neither is going to. So you have to build bridges to find deals. So I'm not pessimistic. I think this shutdown is ridiculous, pushed just by the president. But you know what? As we hit the longest shutdown in U.S. history last Saturday, maybe this will discredit for a very long time the use of shutdown as a negotiating tactic. That's my hope. The shutdown to end all shutdowns. Well, you know, in the 95-96 shutdown was so bad that it didn't happen again for like 12 years. I remember it well. And and by 12 years, then you had a whole new crew of members of Congress and the Senate who didn't remember how bad it was. But this one's bad. And as long as the people who are here have memories, they'll realize how stupid it is. We shouldn't be shutting government down. So I hope that maybe we'll um, learn something out of this and shutdown will no longer be a, a tactic. Virginia Democratic Senator Tim Kaine, thanks so much. Glad to, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.